Salutations, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of The Artist Insider. This is the show that shines a spotlight on local artists of any sort and gives them a chance to share their own story. I'm your host, Stephen Phipps, and because, well, I know everyone is just dying to know who I am, I'll go and give a brief background on myself. Well, for starters, I'm a student here at Texas State University in San Marcos, Texas. Aside from college, which I'm trying to use as a springboard to launch me flying into the air with the hopes of reaching my dreams of becoming a digital nomad slash freelancer. So yeah, aside from that, I thoroughly enjoy photography, traveling, yoga, reading, writing, swimming, meeting new people, and honestly, just being around anyone who has good energy. Typically, I always have to be doing something, literally anything at all, because when I'm just sitting still, I start to get anxious, you know, about not doing enough to accomplish those dreams, which in theory sounds great because, you know, like who doesn't want to achieve their dreams? But when it's 3 a.m. and you decide to take a break to watch a movie, it's not fun to feel like the world is crashing down around you and that all of the work you've done over the past year is now meaningless because you simply wanted to watch a movie. Okay, so yeah, that's me. Let's go ahead and get into our guest. So now everybody, please welcome Addison Rodriguez to the second episode of The Artist Insider. He's here today to share his own personal legend as well as discuss the struggles mental health can have on an artist. So Addison, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Addison is Archimedes, obviously. That's my, I guess, artist like tag, but I'm a digital artist, um, fine artist that just tries to convey whatever emotions that I feel the world needs through my pieces. That's pretty much it. What originally got you into art? Like what's the creation story of your artistic creation? It's honestly from my family. My mom is a painter, but she never got to fully chase her dreams as a painter. So I guess I'm trying to live through that as well. But my grandfather's an architect, drawing blueprints and doing everything like that. So I sat and watched him as a kid draw out that stuff. And then my great-grandfather was also a painter. So it's, it's just in my family. It runs in my blood. That's, that's pretty much it. It's just in your DNA to be great at art and paint. It's just art genetics and our DNA are just these like typical strands, but yours are just like these elegant <laughs> little brush strokes and everything. Yeah, right. Just such, tiny brush strokes. Such a flex. That's so cool. I, I wish I had intricate little painting brush strokes on my DNA. And I'm just lame. Whatever. You do photography. Come on. That's, a, that's an art. It's a form of art. I like to capture other people's art and let that preserve in the moment so I can hold on to those memories and that emotion and just try and convey that in my thing. Yeah, give yourself more credit. Okay. Photographers are, you You sit back and you look at history that we have captured, like Tiananmen Square or anything like that. We wouldn't have, or like the Iwo Jima, like the, the Marines setting up the flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys literally rule it. You write history. Okay, yeah, that that's completely fair. Because I guess without us, we wouldn't really have any of those like moments to actually like back to and hold on to, which is pretty cool. But like, I mean, there's so many people who control history. Honestly, like, there's a little bit of everyone. Like, artists add to society and like add like a new feel and like a new dimension to look at things. And yeah. like, musicians add this like a whole entire like energy for you to grasp onto and like put yourself into and the right. photographers capture those and then writers like just there's so many different types of art and it's all really even even business is a form of art in my mind like it's everything fantastic. can be art and it all adds a beautiful little complex that Absolutely. we call this world so after talking about art and like how we all add up to create this little beautiful complex of the world what would you say the artist role in society is if it has one if it has to fit anything oh that's a tough one. I mean, art's been around since the beginning of, I guess, history, like like human history, like cave drawings, cave writings, whatever. I think art is there to preserve what is going around at that point in time and then to cultivate it and then pass it on to the generations after. Even with music, there's 
like the United States archive of something. I don't know. I forget what it's called. But regardless, they put in like famous speeches, famous songs, famous pieces of art, whatever. And it's just to kind of say that study history and then like the bad things, if we don't look back on it and make changes, it's just going to happen again because history repeats itself if you don't learn from it. I, I think that is artists main role in society is to tell their stories tell stories about the world that's going on presently and then make sure that it's like sealed in time sort of like capture history and tell history but like in a different way of just words like you have this like beautiful painting and it conveys these emotions that may not have been exactly what happened but like captures the listener or the reader's attention and like just tells it from a new perspective and makes them really hold on to it yeah right and it doesn't even have to be um like you can be selfish with it. Mm-hmm. it you can you can be like a, a vincent van gogh and paint portraits of yourself or you can be like a rembrandt and paint what he did like it doesn't matter you can you can do whatever either way what you're doing is going to have a stamp on history eventually that's how i see it out of all of those artists like all of these ancient old artists not necessarily ancient but just across all of time you talked about Van Gogh, you talked about Rembrandt. Is there any of them that you look up to the most for inspiration, any that you've drawn from? Uh, a lot. I mean, of course, there's like George Kondo, drawn a bunch of inspiration from him. He's, he's the one that did Kanye West's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy album cover. He did like four or five alternate covers from that. And just last year, I got really, I got sucked into a really deep depression, I guess. And every morning I would, I changed my schedule. So I would wake up to or at 6 a.m. I'd go run and then go get breakfast by myself with my Mac. And I would just watch George Kondo interviews and try to imitate his art style. And then after I felt like I was confident enough to imitate his art style, I tried to infuse it back into what I wanted to say. So probably George Kondo, honestly. What's your favorite piece of George Kondo's? Mm, he has one on a YouTube channel called the Louisiana Channel. And... I forget what exactly he called it, like the crazy bus man or something. But that's my favorite interview of all time that I've watched because he he portrays his mind like immediately. He has this big canvas on the wall and he just goes, okay, let's see what I can do. And he takes this oil pen, this oil pastel pen, and then just starts drawing. And it takes him like an hour. And after the hour, he's like, that's it. That's a piece. And he said, I, I didn't think about what I was drawing. I just let my hand do it, my mind do it, and that was it. I asked questions after the fact, and I was like, wow. Powerful. Yeah, that's, okay. that's so, profound. <laughs> so now it's my turn to ask questions after the fact. So you're a visual artist. like You, you paint and you create, but can you describe that painting using words of, the, of George Kondo? Ooh. Is there any way you can paint that in the listener's mind? Um, yeah, probably. It's very black and white. Um, very, I feel almost classist. Is that a word? Um, he has, he has this bird evil looking man and he's holding this goblet. Um, but he also on the side of him has these two very young feminine looking women and they're kind of draped over him, but it doesn't seem like he cares about that. He just cares about what's in his goblet, what's in his hand. So I guess the riches that he owns. So like sort of like focusing on like what you already have and not letting like the external things surrounding you kind of like drape your thoughts and just focus on 
what's going on presently in your own place. Yeah, right. Cool. Right. Cool, 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 cool. I've never heard of George Kondo before. I think I, I've heard of some of the people who have done Kanye West art, like the teddy bear guy. I don't know mm-hmm. if that is George Kondo. No. But yeah, I've never heard of George Kondo before, so that's really interesting. I have to show you some of his pieces. Yeah, definitely. You've, you've 100% seen his pieces, but to connect the name with, well, I guess the artist with the art. Yeah, there's so there's just like so many different artists of like all yep. sorts, and there's so many different names. And as I've gotten older, it's just harder to remember those names and like put <laughs> yeah. them to faces. So back with the George Kondo stuff, you said um, whenever you got into college, you just sit there on your computer and watch these uh, George Kondo interviews. Uh, you said you're going through this really tough time at that point, like you were falling into this like deep depression. So how was it coming into college with that? Wasn't fun. <laughs> I can tell you that it obviously really affected my grades and then it threw me into a huge art block and it made me it made me sit down and try to prioritize what i wanted in my life and i guess i was around i guess i was around november december and i was 18 at the time and then my birthday is january 30th so january came around and on my birthday i made my twitter account and i was like okay and i actually tweeted out i was like this is this is the year that i actually do something with myself do something with my art finally found that art is like my one passion. It's what I'm good at. It's what I love. Why not try to fully chase it? So that's what I did. And ever since that day, my mental health is like completely rebounded. I feel like it's very important. I feel like a lot of people go through that, that one stage where you get, you get really down bad, you get really sad, you're having a really hard time. Yep. And then just something clicks and something changes. And you like, say it to yourself, you like manifest it to yourself. You're like, this is the year that something changes. This is the year I like actually do something with my work, create something, just whatever type of creative medium you're in or whatever field you're in. Like, I feel like a lot of people go through that similar experience of like, this is the time I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, absolutely. I've talked to a bunch of my friends now and I've asked them how they, how they feel as an artist, if they feel quote unquote, like crazy. And nearly, nearly all of them said, yes, I feel insane, insane for, for having the mind I do, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I think everyone as a creative, I think you eventually have that eureka moment of being like, this is it. This is what I want. And I think if you don't seize that opportunity, you just miss out and you're confined back to working nine to fives. I guess it's cliche, but at the same time, that's kind of just how it is. Like if, if you right. don't go and push it and do it, then that's what you're going to end up with. You're just going to working end up working some job. Yep. So being an artist, like I feel like you become very, not necessarily in tune with your mind, or maybe that is the word, but you become very aware and tapped into your brain sometimes because when you're painting and you're creating that art I, I imagine that comes from like the depth of your subconscious sometimes and just like all around your brain all different parts so how does it feel to be like that you were talking about like you you and your friends were saying it makes you feel crazy yeah right I don't know being so as a fine artist or or, or a digital artist and just working with your hands I find in real life you obviously have your friends but it's hard to find for me at least it was hard to find actual art friends in person and to kind of coordinate like how to meet with them if if that makes any sense cuz cuz sitting as an artist i feel it's not you're not going for huge collaborations talking about pieces like obviously 
you want to collaborate with artists and um, talk to them, speak with them, know them, connect with them, all of that. But growing yourself as an artist, it's kind of it's kind of lonely being so deep in your thoughts and then trying to create something not necessarily new, but original to you and your emotions. It's it's kind of scary because I think as artists, especially for me, I have a hard time getting my emotions out through my words. So I pick up a, a brush or a pencil or a pen, whatever. Yeah, because those are two completely different mediums. And so like it yep. might be different for you to do one thing or it definitely is different for you to do one thing versus like having a utensil where you can like draw it out. So yeah, right. With that being said, are you like a lot more of a visual learner and like hands-on type of guy, like not necessarily just hearing something? Yeah, most definitely. I was sitting in math class just today actually and he was writing down the equations and like going through it and I just said, man, I don't get it. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Just all flying like completely yeah. by. You have to like be doing something like writing it down at least. And even that doesn't help a lot of the time. No. Especially with something like math. At all. Does math correlate in your brain? No, 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 no. My, math has been my worst subject since like third grade. I can obviously do math, but it just doesn't make sense to me. I There's too many rules, way too many rules. Yeah, and like that's the opposite of art. Art is like you can do absolutely anything you want. <laughs> yeah, you can right. paint here, paint there, cross here. And the math is like, no, you have PEMDAS. You got to stick inside these parentheses, yep. follow this exact equation. And like it's so structured and straightforward. And like I just want a bit of chaos. Exactly. Yeah, right. You put exactly what my brain was thinking into words. Sometimes you just want chaos. Like it doesn't need to be like fully chaotic, fully yelling and screaming, but just things not in some straight and structured line, like some shapes here, some color splash here, just yeah. like a little bit something different keeps it interesting, keeps you on your toes. Yeah. You just want to make it because obviously art has unspoken rules, but at the same time, those rules are made to be broken and then new rules pop up and then those rules are broken too. But in math, if you don't follow the rule, you get the question wrong. Or the rocket explodes. <laughs> right. And and so like you kill 10 people. Yeah, math has rules that you have to follow for a reason, but it's it's a completely different field of art. And it's really cool that there's people with these insanely intelligent, everlasting oh, yeah. pathway connecting minds that can run through these equations in like a split second and do all this complicated stuff because we wouldn't be here recording a podcast. Yeah, but without it them. It's also cool that there's different, different types of people who are incredibly artistic and who do photography and mm -hmm. write and just... That's mm -hmm. like everything is a form of art as long as you're doing something. Absolutely. And I've said that so many times today, but as long as you're out there doing something, no matter it is, no matter like no matter what it is, as long as you enjoy it, it it's art. It can be art. It's everything true. is art. It's true. Everything is art. Even even if you don't think that math is art, your canvas sizes are math. Like yeah. six by twelve, <laughs> eight by fourteen, whatever. And everything. There was math used to like create the pencils, create the brushes, create the hex codes for digital art and create the paints for visual and fine art it's yeah it's, it's wild it's everything everything is made up of everything that consists of these other things and ties into other things nothing is ever simple nothing is ever straightforward nope. you can try to make it but it's always complex always there's always math involved there's <laughs> always art involved yep it's, it's a little mix of both earlier you were talking about how sometimes when you are doing art and it starts to feel kind of lonely because you're just alone with your thoughts and you're painting and you're doing these things so is the artistic life lonely and if so how do you how do you get over that how do you counteract it how do you battle it it's definitely lonely at points i think there's really high highs and really low lows right now especially being in the 21st century because 
with social media, trying to make a name for yourself or just get your art out there, you constantly have to be thinking, what's new? What can I create? What's the hottest thing right now that I can create to hop on this trend, this bandwagon, whatever, so that people will actually notice me, not for this piece, but for all my other pieces too. But you still have to like hook them in with that one piece to begin with. Yeah. So you're kind of always having to like follow trends or hop on that bandwagon, as you're saying, instead yeah. of just purely creating creative art for the form of creating it. Yeah. Right. And that kind of sucks. You know, that really sucks because old artists took years to create paintings. Years. But now everything's just sped up. And I guess it just comes with the time because our um, attention span is so low now, too. There's just so many things that can have such a big effect on your mental health, sometimes positively, sometimes negatively. And a lot of it stems from social media. Yeah. And I think social media can be used good or bad because you asked, how do you kind of cope with that loneliness? Mm -hmm. And social media has... <laughs> been a huge detriment to my mental health but also a huge huge plus i've met some of my best friends on social media and i always talk to them i can go to them with my problems they understand my problems because they're artists as well they understand the struggles of having to constantly raise the bar and constantly stay active who's who's liking what who's talking to who what connections are you making so i i think just being able to talk with friends is the best way to kind of cope with that lonely feeling and just knowing that whatever you're going through right now it'll pass because time keeps moving forward no matter what happens and you just have to be okay with it and you have to find your your peace of mind in it it can be used for a lot of good things like you can you can meet these people that you would have never met because they live so far away and bring you together mm -hmm. but just like anything like having too much of it can be bad and using it too often can like influence you negatively but. absolutely yeah, it's hard to get your name out there to begin with. Like the first couple months of actually pushing for something, it is extremely hard. Being someone who creates art, being better with using a utensil than crafting words straight from your voice, I feel like social media can be really helpful in that aspect. Because like if you want to approach someone like me personally, I feel I feel really awkward about doing that sometimes. Yeah. But being able to just send someone a DM or leave a comment, you can like craft a little response that truly is you. It can be really easy to create a connection that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's really helpful. Yeah, it definitely helps. And I understand what you're saying about like the anxiousness of it beginning because I felt the same way. And you have to like immediately you have to get over that anxiousness and just know that who you're talking to is a person too. even if they inspire you just like tell them because who knows if you'll get the chance to again. You really have to seize that moment. You have to live every moment in life by just grabbing at it. Like if something comes your way. There's no point in sitting back and being like, I'll give it my shot next time this comes around because there might never be a next time. Like, yeah, right. You can feel this little flinch like creeping up your back sometimes when you get anxious and you're like, starts to shut you down. But you can you can grab it and you can rip it out. Go from there. And that's what you have to do if you don't want to freeze. You just you have to make yourself do something like even if it's some weird little noise or action sometimes to break out of it. You got it. Yeah, you just you just have to be you just have to be you. You yep. just have to be you to the fullest. Yep. So what's the best piece of advice that you've been given from someone like when you're struggling with something or I'm going to go right back to George Kondo in that Louisiana channel interview. They pretty much asked him the same question. They asked him, what is the number one tip that you would give to aspiring creatives, young creatives? And he said, the only thing that I would say is stop thinking when you're creating, stop thinking, go off of emotion and let your hand and your brain do the work. Don't ask questions while you're doing it because it may look wrong or may look wrong in your head or maybe you don't like it. But if you keep going and you keep layering on top of it and then ask questions later, then you'll be okay with it. Even if it's bad, even if it's a, a doodle, like it's still yours. It, you still made it. Maybe it wasn't great, but now you know 
that you can do it to begin with. And then you can create something better the next time that you do it. Yeah, because you're going to learn from every experience. But that's that's really beautiful that he put it that way. I think the hardest part about actually abiding by that is getting to that objective perspective where you can calm your thoughts down to not ask questions and not have all this internal chatter and just be okay with just creating and feeling that emotion as it's going on. It's it's extremely hard to get there. Yeah, much much props to him for even having the peace of mind to explore that idea and then actually reenact it in his work. Whenever they asked him that, he was like, oh, I'm just not thinking about this as I'm doing it. I'm just letting my emotion flow and painting as my hand pulls and <laughs> just letting every nerve do its own thing. And I'm just... I'm just here taking a nap in my own brain as it's all happening. That's exactly what he was doing. He had this little step stool and his oil pen, and he was making grunts. He was like, uh, uh. And then finally, he created like a masterpiece. His brain is just going through and just like partly falling asleep, feeling all of these <laughs> weird little things, and he's just letting his voice box, whatever it's called, just put it all out there. And he's he's not stopping on it, any of it. He's just being completely him in that moment. He's just grunting. Yep. Just, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, this is my art. He's just being George Kondo. That's great. That's cool. So what's the best piece of advice that you would give to young artists? Would it be that same thing that George Kondo said, or do you have your own thing? Um, I even tell that piece of advice to people now, and I, I want to like infuse it with my own too, because I think what he said is something that's massively helped me. But for like my part in it, I want to say, keep going, keep pushing, fight for what you want in your life, no matter what anyone tells you. And it sounds so cliche. All of the, all of the successful people say the same thing, but it's true. If you actually put forth the effort, you will get recognized eventually and people will follow you because of what you believe in. It might it might take a little bit longer for you than it did for someone else per se, but that's that's just life. Everybody has their own path. Yep. And as long as you keep working and keep going out and meeting these new people and forging these new connections and creating your own thing, then eventually it's it's gonna gain traction and it's gonna reach the surface and it's going to bumble up and people are going to notice you and be like holy crap this is beautiful yeah right it might, it might take 10 years but like and that 10 years you're going to perfect it so much and just work on that craft so much that by the time people actually do like notice it they're going to be like this is amazing where exactly. this has been my whole life exactly you're like I'm, I'm here i'm ready i've been waiting <laughs> yeah right and then you create something new and everyone follows it and it blows up more. And then from that moment on, you're just kind of at, maybe maybe not at the pinnacle, but you're approaching the top and people start coming up to you and asking you questions like, how did you do this? Where yep. where did this come from? And I, I feel like that starts to lead to imposter syndrome at some point because you're like, I don't know. It just, it just happened out of nowhere, but you just have to kind of go with the flow at that point and take it as is. Yeah, big time, big time. You just have to, and this is cliche too, but just be yourself. I, I, I think eventually if you're not being yourself, the hourglass runs out and you're, you're, you're um, finally seen for what you actually are, good or bad. But if you're just yourself to begin with, you don't have to worry about that down the line. Yeah, that's that's so true. You have to be yourself because that's who you are. Like you don't want to play some character. And it's one thing if you're an actor and you're acting in a movie, that's completely different if you get known for this role or something like that. But if you're trying to come up as a person, as an artist, or a lot of people just put on these facades and create these fake things like, oh, darling, I'm a realist. I shoot people. No, 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 you're not. You're you're Stephen Phipps. You're you. You're, you're doing your own thing. And just you have to embrace that. It's a, it's a beautiful disruption and you have to go with it. Yeah, right. You're, you're your own person. Even if you don't believe it, you're a unique person. There's no one like you in the world exactly like you. There may be people that share the same interests, but no one is exactly 
like you. Everybody is incredibly different, like down to the fibers of our DNA. Like you might be similar. You might have like the same likes and loves as someone like, oh my gosh, both of our favorite color is yellow and we like Yu-Gi-Oh. Holy <laughs> crap. Are we the same person? No, I promise you you're not. Yeah, right. There's, there's so much more to it than that surface level stuff. Like whether it's just the smallest thing, like the way you communicate, the way you learn your favorite type of food, or you have one toe on your right foot that has a web connecting it to your big toe. Like <laughs> yeah. you're, you're different. You're, you're unique and you're weird and be weird and be beautiful. It's cool. Yeah. Right. And that's the best thing about making connections, finding out that other people are different from you, but still at the same time, you guys share the same interests. You share the same passions. You share the same loves. I don't know. It's cool to analyze the human behavior and then understand the personalities behind, especially behind some of these artists. Some of them are insanely, insanely, insanely unique. And you've, you'll, you'll never meet anybody like them ever again. You won't ever meet someone like them again in the smallest aspect. Like at nobody all. liked them at all. Yeah. Like, not even similar. Like they are this there's this once of a lifetime flower that blooms every two thousand years on the fourth moon of the seventh <laughs> month under the yellow sun. I don't know. Just And the moon's blue at the same time. Yeah, and <laughs> the sky's burning red. Like it doesn't make sense. You don't know how they got here and they don't seem real, but they will sweep you off your feet. So on, on the topic of weird, what's the what's the strangest or weirdest medium you've ever used in order to create a piece of art? Ooh good question i don't know food probably what type of food how explain that please like like apples and like noodles like like candy rings making sculptures and stuff that's that's pretty much it i i didn't like that though it feels very very awkward and strange to me to take like everyday items that are meant to be consumed and then make it into like an art installation i don't know it feels so taboo to me whenever you're working with like the noodles you were talking about like are you just holding them in your hands and like <laughs> mushing them into this like shape type of thing or you're laying them on a canvas how does that go just like trying to make them into an eiffel tower and they're stringy no yeah just like throwing them onto the canvas like dipping them in the ink or something mm -hmm. and then like dragging them around the canvas to create these really stringy lines and i guess you could have done it with like yarn or an actual string, but. So just like really weird, intricate lines from these noodles. Right. So your DNA, you're painting your DNA on a canvas using noodles. Yeah, literally. It's your DNA made of noodles. It might be. No, shoot, no, okay. The it truth comes out, Addison is a noodle. <laughs> there's, there's nothing else noodle to it. Noodle boy. So Addison, what does art mean to you in general? Like what captures you about art? What brings you into it? The whole concept, the smallest concept, any, any part of art, what is it to you? I'll do both. I think that for me personally, Art is, art is my life. <laughs> so like embarrassing to even say that, but it's true. I wake up and I'm immediately surrounded by art pieces from my friends, from myself, from people that I'll never meet in my life. But still, I wake up and I see it and I'm immediately inspired. It makes me as an artist want to inspire someone else. Like my inspirations are inspiring me every morning. I want someone to look at my art and then feel compelled to create something just to mimic my creations. I think that is the highest form of flattery in art and every every detail matters. Go into the very minute what does art mean to you. Every every single detail matters. Every line, every color, every paint splash it adds character to the piece that you're making because whenever you take them out it's not that same piece every line is what makes up every stroke every little piece of color layer on top of another piece of color is what creates those shades and creates right. that contrast and just 
that pop that brings the eye in and makes someone shed a tear because they feel something so powerful. Yeah, right. You told us how like you look at other people's art and you want people to feel something when they look at your art. But how does creating make you feel personally? Um, at home, I think that's the best way to say it. It gives me a release from the daily paranoia, I guess, of not not necessarily comparing yourself to others or myself to others, but just knowing that, I don't know, there's, there's, there's people that are always doing more than you and that you can always do more yourself. Yeah, I think that's it. You can't compare yourself to others because like we already said, everybody is incredibly different and mm-hmm. on these different paths. And so if you're just able to be comfortable with yourself in that moment and just be comfortable with what you're creating, it's going to go a lot better. I agree wholeheartedly. I need to work on that more too. But it's hard not to compare yourself to others, you know? It's the same thing that we were talking about with that other artist and keeping like an objective perspective. It's yep. it's easy to preach and easy to think about and easy to talk about, but it's so hard to continuously remind yourself and your brain to do that. Like you can just walk by someone and you see something on them and you're like, oh wow, look at what I'm wearing compared to that. And then like five minutes later or 30 seconds later even, you're like, why? Like what purpose does that serve? What What does that add to my day? Yeah, right. Why does it matter? It doesn't. It doesn't matter at all. It, it's just going to make you feel worse about yourself. Right. So just be happy, be cheerful, and be like, oh, man, that's a cool watch, and keep going. Yeah, right. So what is happiness to you? Doing what you want to do. I understand that's not completely attainable for everybody, but carving out, even even if it's just five minutes a day, to do whatever you want to do, I, I think that's it. Being able to sit down. Maybe you're a book reader, and you want to read just five minutes a day try to read a page or if you're an artist and you want to draw you get your pencil out your your paper and then by the time that you actually start drawing you put a line on the paper two lines three lines four lines and then by that time that you have everything out you just want to keep going and i think getting lost in whatever you're doing i think that is the true happiness because you're no longer bombarded with everything from daily life you're kind of in your zone and you're in your own little bubble and i think that is like the purest form of happiness yeah whenever your brain just like transports like into itself and then you're just you lose track of all time all consciousness all anything and you're just focused on this one little task and it's just bliss yep do you have any advice on how on how to get to that little pure blissful state of mind i don't know if i can give any advice to like anyone else i can tell you how i get to like my flow state Music is the way that I always get into mine. Doesn't doesn't matter what artist, doesn't matter what genre. Just turn on some music, let me sit and vibe out for a couple minutes, and then after that, like let me let me de I don't know what's the word de de stress declutter. Yeah, something like that. Just like get my mind or get my consciousness out of my body, and then like move it somewhere else. And then once I'm hit there, I think it's go time. Yeah, just. You got to hit the ground running from that point and you're already there. Just yeah. whiz on by. Okay. So I know favorites are a hard thing to choose, but do you have a favorite color? Or I mean, being an artist probably makes it hard to have a favorite color, but do you have one you've been liking a lot recently? Just one that's been popping up and around all around town? Blue. And I think that, <laughs> I think that reflects not mental state, but what I feel most comfortable in. I kind of like the the sad, dreary undertones of things if it's if it's like a a gray rainy sunday that's that's my ideal day i'll stay inside i'll draw i'll i'll watch movies whatever so definitely blue doesn't matter what shade any shade can be like a baby blue or it can be a super dark navy blue i think blue 
is the best color by far. So do you like to wear blue? Is that one of your favorite colors to wear? Actually, no. I don't like wearing blue. I have one button-up blue shirt. That's exactly how I am with my favorite color. Like I love yellow to no end. It's like sunshine, greatness, and happiness. <laughs> just everything all bundled up. But I put on yellow, and I feel like I just look like this just strange, ghostly being, and it just doesn't fit me. But I love the color. Yeah, right. Maybe maybe there's maybe there's some like deeper connection there that yeah. we don't. It's just understand. like transposing into our soul. Yeah. It's just it, it's not about external. It's all about internal. Right. It's your favorite. Right. Maybe if I could like project the color yellow into my brain, then I'd be like, ah, <laughs> oh, no, this is how I like it. Not not on my external body, on my internal body. So is is being blue is is that the emotion you feel the most? Is is that emotion you're comfortable with? Yeah, I think so. I I don't know for whatever reason I found. That's my home. It's calm. Maybe maybe like a green too. I think green is a really cool color. Green and blue go hand in hand in my brain. I don't like the like flat out aggressiveness of red. Just very bright and very vibrant. Yeah, just like, it's just out in your just, face. Yeah, just pushing at you. It's right. Like shoving you back in a form of a color. Yeah, but but blue and green are kind of standoffish. And um, with enough of it, it can be brought to the forefront. But I don't know. I feel like that both of those colors reflect who I am as a person to begin with. That's interesting. Okay, this one's gonna be kind of hard. Can you can you describe the color blue without using any colors? Just just words. Describe the color blue without any other colors. I would feel, or I would say, it feels kind of kind of cold, kind of spacey, cold and spacey. Doesn't imbue any emotion in you. It makes me like the last piece that I just did. It was called the Electric Blues, and it was a kind of half completed portrait of eddie van halen so above the guitar was him like fully sketched out fully detailed and then below the guitar was just electric blue it was like a baby blue cyan color and i think that piece in particular that color of blue brings out the emotion of i want to say success almost but that's not the word that i'm looking for it's it's like like mastery i feel like it's mastery and like achievement just this like electric shock of like talent that's atoned yeah, into oneself. Exactly, exactly. Just like it's just there. It's like an aura. He's in his flow state, and since he's in his flow state, he's like spreading it to the people that are watching him. And I think that is exactly what I was going for whenever I was making the piece. Was the same thing. That's so cool. I'm gonna have to attach a picture of this art. I'll put it in the description so everybody listening can actually go and look at it. Yeah, it's too cool not to see, especially after hearing that and hearing all the hype behind it. I appreciate that. Okay, Addison. So I have one last question for you. Out of all the art you've done, what is the piece that resonates with you the most? What is maybe a favorite? I know favorites are hard, but just yep. something that pulls on your heartstrings the most, something that makes you feel like Addison. I don't know. Man, it's a good question. I have a lot of art pieces. I, I think that this last one, the Electric Blues, is definitely like a front runner. If that's not number one, it's definitely number two. Um, and I think that the other one that is right next to it is the painting that I did called A Simple Crucifixion. And that piece is just, I don't know, I, I felt like I was out of body when I was creating it. All I did was, to begin with, I sketched out just a single face and the shoulders. And as soon as I sketched it out, I knew exactly what the rest of the piece was going to look like. And I went straight to my canvas and started painting. Like my thoughts were not available making that piece. So maybe that one, because it was really profound. 
and I think it resonates a lot with my battle with religion. I'm not a very religious guy. I respect religion. I think it's cool. I think the stories behind it are very telling. There's a lot to learn from religions, but it just doesn't resonate with me as a person. But still, I always find it coming back into my art some way, even though I, I disregard it. Is religion something you like? grew up g- going to, like going to church or something like that? Yeah, we grew up in this really small town to begin with, and everyone went to church. But my dad would force me to go on like Sundays, and I was like eight or nine. No, no kid when they're eight or nine wants to go to church. I feel like, especially if it's forced. Yeah, just when you're little, you don't want to do anything if it's forced. You yeah, want right. to one hundred percent be you because you're the most you you'll ever be. Cause you're yeah, like six days old in this world, basically. Yeah. You know why? Why? Why do we have to go to this? Listen to some guy talk for an hour and a half and then right after we go eat and then after that the day's done that definitely definitely plays a huge role in why I just don't understand it and then a lot of the stigmas around some of them are just overbearing super overbearing and it just turns you off to it even more and that's exactly what happened with me and eventually I just stopped going and then kind of started thinking for myself and what I thought would be true for me i think that is the best thing that anybody could do definitely not like hating on anybody being religious like if you're religious i fully respect you you're awesome you have way more courage than i do but yeah i think it's two sides of the same coin like they're believing in this thing and you're also believing in this thing it's Mm -hmm. just two completely different perspectives and you're believing in like learning for yourself more and then the other side of it is like they're being taught this different stuff and at the end of the day, I think as long as you're being a good person, just being kind to others, like that's all I look for in people. Yeah, like, I agree. I do not mind if you're religious one bit. I don't mind if you're not religious one bit. As long as I'm around you and you have a good positive energy and you're kind, then I love you nonetheless. Right. And that's what matters. Yeah. I just want people to be kind to others. Right. Okay, guys. So we're going to go ahead and end it on that note. Thank you, everyone, for listening to The Artist Insider. And before we go, make sure to check us out on Instagram at The Artist Insider for behind-the-scenes interviews, regular updates, and early information over the next episode. Also, be sure to follow Addison on all social platforms at Archimedes to follow his story and check out his art. Well, that's all for now, and good night to the globe. Thank you.